What's good, everyone? Welcome to episode six of Project Tech Gaming. If we're just meeting for the first time, I'm your host for this week, Kelvin Rolone, and joining me is co-host Robert Garcia. What's going on, bud? Hey, man. Just uh, just hanging out. Doing you good this, today. Uh, you, episode... I don't know, man. Yesterday you were a little. What? You were a little. Dude, so you had a I, rough everything, time last time. Everything like from a technology standpoint was just breaking. Mm-hmm. Everything. My yeah. mouse broke. It just straight up just died. So. Actually, don't ever get wireless mouse or mice. Mouse, I don't know, but just don't get wireless mouse. They're just—it's just not worth it. Just get a wired mouse. Yeah, you—you you, you were—you you worried me a little bit. I was like, damn, this guy—he's having a rough day. <laughs> I had—I had a mental breakdown yesterday. Yeah, let's, let's just say that. <laughs> well, anyhow, as always, we have a lot to talk about today, right? So let's just jump right into it. So, topic number one, we're gonna talk about um, the, basically the Nintendo Direct, everything that we have with Nintendo Direct. Topic number two is going to be a class action lawsuit filed against Sony. Uh, Razer Book 13 in the, is the closest thing yet to MacBook. And NVIDIA revives GTX 1050 to, bat, to battle GPU shortage. Jaguar will be an all-electric car brand from 2025. And a shit ton of Xbox news that not, we're not going to get into right at this moment. But yeah, that's basically what we're going to be talking about today. But first, we're going to talk about Play of the Week. If you guys don't know what Play of the Week is, uh, Play of the Week is where we each each week the co-host chooses a game to play. The platform or genre is up to the co-host for that specific week. And we basically just give our, give our impressions on what we played, what we liked, what we didn't like up until that point. So, Rob, this is your week, Play of the Week. The Falconeer, is it? Yeah, it was the Falconeer. I played this through Xbox Game Pass. It's developed by Thomas Sala. Type of game it is, like genre I would consider it. Mm. It's a air combat RPG. Okay. All right. So basically what you are is you control a falcon, like an eagle. I'm looking at pictures right now. I'm like, that's yeah. kind of cool. It looks cool. Yeah. So I, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, this is, this is really cool. It's like a, at first, when I first was playing, it reminded me of like Star Fox, like Star Fox 64. Yeah. You know? So at we had first, some when you fun first time start... back in the day with Star Fox 64, yeah. by the way. Yeah, so that, that's, that's what really it kind of reminded me of a little bit. So yeah. when the game starts, it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, you don't know what's going on. You're just like this dude that's like riding on a falcon. You like get to pick your character in the beginning, like the okay. character model. Yeah. But they're really weird looking. It's just like, it's like a preset character model, but like you can't, it, they just look weird. Like graphics are just weird in that game. Okay. Is it what, how, what kind of graphic? It looks like they're like, it's like cartoony ish. Sort of? okay. Yeah, it's like cell shaded cartoony. I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, you get past that screen. You pick your your character that doesn't really mean anything, and then you just get on the Falcon. Yeah. And then there's like you get brought to this map, and you like each like place is a different mission. Mm-hmm. So you have like this guy like telling you what to do and like go to this part of the map, and you actually get into the game. Okay. So you start off. You're flying. As a falcon, you have a little crosshair. Okay. You could do maneuvers like do like a like I said like a barrel roll almost. You know you could dash. Okay. Um, first off, I will say the controls for this game mm-hmm. are wacky. Oh, like like kind of like wonky, like kind of hard, like stiffy or it's, it it was weird to control. Like mm. I was just having a hard time. So first off, the controls are inverted. Fuck that. Like, That's it. I'm done. It, I'm done. I'm not fucking playing this game. <laughs> I'm not fucking playing this game. That's it. Unsold. So, 
Topic so, number one. So I know. <laughs> dude, I, I took that off immediately because I was like crashing to the water and yeah. I was like, what? I hate this. So I took off the controls. Like, all right, it's a little better now. But it was like super simple. They were like, all right, like destroy these balloons. You have like lasers on your Falcon. Yeah. It's really weird. That, I don't, that sounds kind of dope, but it's it's what it i'm looking at right now you look I, I see a falcon and he's just like you're, you're just flying over like some land so i don't know what that kind of ties into what you're talking about it just it just what i like played a, mm-hmm. it, you're over the ocean you're like on the ocean yeah. and you're sh- destroying ships and stuff like that but like there's someone talking to you but you don't really give a shit because there's like so much going on and like <laughs> while you're flying yeah like the coolest part about that game is the flying Okay. But other than that, it's like there's other games that have done it better. Like Does, if you want to fly, play, you know, sorry, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Okay. Yeah. Like, Does it have Warhawk feels? Remember, no. like flying, not even close. Bring that no. game back, Sony. Please bring that game back. Fucking Christ. I really, I'm not going to get into it. Okay. So, what I was going to ask you a question about Falcon I forgot what it was. Shit. Oh, is there it's any co op in this game? Is there any like like can you play two player of any source or like how does I, that? I think there is, is some kind of co op in it, but um, I didn't really dive that deep. Honestly, okay. I played um, like eight minutes of it to ten minutes. Oh my like, god, are you serious? Like, eight minutes of this? Uh, this is your player of the done. week. <laughs> and I was done. And I was done. That's what I'm saying though. I was done. I was like, no, mm. I'm not. I'm not doing this. So all right. Uh, just just honestly like the graphics like yeah. they're just weird and like you don't really care what's going on and like there's other games that do this kind of thing better yeah i was just like i have to write this one off you know it's just all right so, so you don't recommend this game i'm gonna give it a uh thumbs down damn don't play the falconeer damn all right don't play it well if I, you I do want to play it, it Eight minutes of my life for you guys not to play Shit. that game. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Well, if you do want to play this, uh, you also recorded, uh, you did some gameplay re- recording, right? For this game? Yes. Yes. So uh, we'll send the uh, YouTube link of that, of my impression of the game yep. uh, down below. So you can see how it is. If you want to try it yourself, you're more than welcome to, but I did not have a good time. <laughs> yeah. So check it out if you like, if you're interested in what you, what Rob said, take, uh, take a look at it and yeah. All right, cool. So Falconeer sucks pretty much, but take a look if you want. Uh, make sure to take a look at Rob's video and you know like the uh, video and see for yourself if you like it or not. Rob, forget about Falconeer. Let's talk about Nintendo. It's gone. Nintendo had a, a busy a busy day yesterday. Yeah. Nintendo Direct two seventeen twenty one, right? This this is their first direct. And nearly a little over a year now. It's been like close to like 500 days if you want to count, if you want to go into like nitty gritties. This is a long time for Nintendo to not have a direct. They've had numerous, you know, mini directs. They've had like specific orient, like, you know, like game directs, like Smash directs and stuff like that. But nothing of this like caliber Nintendo direct full fledged, right? So, question for you, real quick, before we dive into it. You yeah, know, dive deeper into it. Mm-hmm. For how long they didn't have a direct for? Was it underwhelming for you? Oh, you're just going right into it. All right. I, I just, I just let's just let's just get that out of the way. We're, we're going to go through like some of the highlights of the direct. But in yeah. your opinion, after watching it, did you feel fulfilled, or you were like, oh, 
okay. I I w- to be to be frank, yeah, I was disappointed for numerous reasons. Uh, one, like I was saying, this is the first Nintendo Direct in over a year, right? Yeah. So, to me, you would wish or you would hope Nintendo would come out with a banger, right? This is it's been over a year. We haven't really given enough information about what we're working on so this is the time especially starting 2021 right this is the time to like really give your audience what they will be looking forward to in 2021 and possibly 2022 did they do that yes and no i mean i think they did so here's the thing if you look at the list which we will break down in a couple minutes here it looks like there's a lot there right there's a lot of uh, games that are going to be released this year and, and some next year. But it, it's mostly there's not enough there's not enough quality stuff. There's a lot of quantity in there, but quality games I I don't see. Right? Why don't we uh Why don't we run through the list for everyone and say what what was introduced in that direct? We're just gonna go through the list real quick here. So. I don't think this is an alphabetical order or I mean or like re- release order it could be but this is from Game Informer and they just made a list here of like what they kind of a, a breakdown of everything that was announced. So Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout so that's going to be coming to the Switch. Um Out- Outer Wilds Samurai Warrior 5 is coming out to the Switch. Uh Legend Legend of Mana Tales of Borderland from the Borderlands uh Capcom Arcade Stadium uh stubs the zombie and rebel without a pulse i didn't even hear that game planet versus zombies is coming out which is a kind of like a complete edition one which is pretty cool uh metopia like a me type of rpg adventure game ninja gaiden master collection that was pretty cool ghosts and goblins resurrection sega frontier remastered apex legends another pretty decent title there the legend of zelda skyward sword hd probably the hypest like quote-unquote hypest part i was yeah 100 percent um this doesn't really have anything else here but i know they missed splatoon 3 yep and i think that was kind of like the juice the juice of it right like that was really yeah that's really it yeah so what do you think about that like how do you how does that breakdown make you feel as far as like what did nintendo do Did did they deliver pretty much uh, yes and no. I really did like that with everyone's kind of hoping for uh, Breath of the Wild 2. I'm sorry, before you, you know? say anything, we, we forgot obviously the biggest part Smash Brothers announcement. Oh, Super Smash yeah. Brothers, of course. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that as well. But yeah. as far as like everyone feel like going into it was expecting game, uh, you know, an update on Breath of the Wild 2, and we just didn't get that. Right. Granted, we got Skyward Sword HD, which is, I'm glad they had something. Yep. But it still doesn't make up for, like, give us, like, a trailer, mm-hmm. at least. You know what I mean? That, that, like, give us a trailer, like, show us, like, a little bit, and then be like, oh, by the way, like, even if you say this is coming out in 2023 or something right. like that. yep. Do that. So that way we're just like, all right, well, I guess we'll just make it, play another Zelda game we played before. Right. So that's kind of how I feel about that. I think they, they missed the mark because they had a lot of little small like great games in there but 
it was just covered in that 50 minute long presentation that okay maybe if if they just had the smash announcement on its own right yeah. it would have been a little bit more hyped but they 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 kind of threw that right in the beginning which was fine but by the Dude, end of the, i didn't even know that that was smash right. they, they tend I to do like, that oh though. this is this is like some other game right like you know and they, 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 it kind of overshadows it in a sense because when they sh- when they announced the Super Smash Brothers character, right, we were like, cool, whatever. We're not that hyped about it. We were kind of disappointed in that. And then 30 minutes in, I mean, I completely forgot about it. I was just like, whatever. We're just kind of going through all these things. I, so basically, I just wish they, and, and this sounds foolish, I don't know, whatever. Like, we've been waiting for a Nintendo Direct, you know, for a while, and we finally got one. But now I'm thinking maybe they could have broken, they could have broken this Nintendo Direct down into a little bit smaller and condensed it a little bit more. So if they if they announced Legend of Zelda um, HD Skyward Sword with Smash Brothers, with Ninja Gaiden, with Splatoon 3, and they kind of kept that as their own direct, like just kind of picked those games up and moved it into another direct. Meanwhile, keeping this direct and putting just like the smaller tidbit games that were kind of cool in its in its own in its own in its own way, but I just felt like the the it wasn't consistent when it comes to really like announcing these games. Yeah, and that's what I feel like it was kind of like it. all over the place. Like they were like exactly this game, it was all over the this place. Game, exactly this game, this game. You know what I mean? So it's just like all right, I forgot what game what I that I just saw. Like yeah, uh, again they had they, good, they had good things. Uh, again, if we forgot they they announced Super Mario or or, or Mario Golf as well. Um, yeah, that was really that cool. was a you know that's good for a lot of players. A lot of a lot of uh, Nintendo fans love that. So again, a lot of good things here. It just wasn't for at least for me and for you and I, right? I don't think any of the games really spoke to us in that sense. I would say the three for us is obviously Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. Um, real quick, too, one thing that was like a pain point for people playing that game, yeah, is the controls. Right. So it was back on the Wii. You had to use the Wii to the Wii controls to actually swing your sword, and right. and it was kind of annoying. I remember playing it on Wii. And I was like. Dang, hate this i wish i could just use a regular controller to to play for sure they yeah. actually made it so that you can play with the regular controls mm. now you can actually use like actual button inputs and stuff like that so yeah. that was awesome i think a lot of people are going to play that game i'm um, definitely going to check it out because i i never played it and yeah one of the reasons were because of the control system so i was like yeah i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna pass that so this time you know at least we have that option to play yeah. with the switch control so yeah i'm all for it I'll try it out. Fun fact for you, real quick too. A lot of the elements from Skyward Sword made into uh, went into uh, Breath of the Wild. For example, like the stamina meter. Yep. That was in Skyward Sword first. Yep. Um, the parachute thing parachute. that was in that was in Skyward Sword. So definitely, and it's like the or, the the one like the original, like how the yeah. Master Sword came to be. So they definitely also they all they also blue balled us with the. Uh, not announcement the the announcement of not announcing uh breath of the wild 2 which was kind of yeah. like that's why fuck, everyone's it watching was kind of fucked it was like all right cool the yeah. guy you're like you know like we're gonna actually get some announcements like an announcement from breath of the wild 2 and then they're like uh no we're not we're not ready to kind of show anything about breath of the wild e3 e3 they'll show it. yeah later this year yeah. they said so we'll see yeah. um overall kind of disappointed i i hope that i was just i was just hoping that nintendo direct would be a staple moving forward of like what is to come like like you know what is to come from now till 2022 and they kind of did that sort of but again they just kind of threw in a bunch of other games that 
it just kind of brought the whole yeah. entire direct down. So what about, we'll leave the direct alone, but how do you feel about the new Smash character? So we didn't even announce her name. So then her name is, so she's from Xenoblade Chronicles 2, right? Um, she mm-hmm. is, it's, it's kind of like a dual wielding kind of character. So two characters in one, which is kind of cool. Pyra and Mithra. How do I feel about her? I don't know anything about her. I've never really played Xenoblade, so I'm not quite sure how she plays or what to expect, but more female characters. I'm down. I love, you know me, Rob. I love yeah. playing as female characters. So females, yeah. Sure. So I'm all for it. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So yeah, I'll, I just, I'll check her out. Check them out. I think she's a she'll be a good addition, but hype addition definitely not. Oh no, that's the thing. Uh, Nintendo has set a standard with Smash Brothers that you you expect the next character to be hype as hell. When you start off with Joker, a third party character, kind of more associated with Sony, you know, that brings a hype that you can't really top anymore, you know. Do, and, do you think they were like with Sephiroth? They were like, the hype level was like all the way here. We got to bring it down a little bit. We got to bring it down for the next character. Do you think, do you think this Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of <laughs> fluctuates. It, we had like, we had uh, Joker and then we we had Banjo at some point. Like there, it, it just kind of fluctuated Min with Min Min. It, like that yeah. brought it way down for Violet, me. yeah. There's just a lot of like highs and lows with the announcements, and we're at the low in my opinion right now. I'm sure other people are ex- super excited for this character, right? But how the many more do we need not. left? We need like what two more left or something like that. Two or three more left. At, yeah, so exactly. I'm really hoping that Sora is the last one, and I don't give a fuck <laughs> like what anybody says. Sora will be in Smash at some point, but that's a topic Let's for see. that's a talk. That's day, a conversation right? for another for another day. So, but yeah. Um, I'm, it's all right. We'll see how she plays. I think she's coming out in March, if I heard correctly. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how she is. On to the topic number two: class action lawsuit filed against Sony. So this kind of piggybacks from last episode with uh, Sony getting some allegations with the uh, DualSense having drifting issues with the controller. So now we're on to the next step, where actual action like a actual lawsuit has been filed so this is from ign and it says quote a u.s law firm has filed a class action lawsuit against sony allegating that the ps5 dulcense controller is defective due to drift and that sony was aware of the problems without disclosing it the suit calls sony's conduct fraudulent and deceptive unlawful and unfair the complaint describes the ps5's dulcense controller as defective as it contains a defect a defect that results in characters or gameplay moving onto the screen without user command or manual operations of the mm-hmm. joystick known popular popularly as control dr- controller drift further the complaints out al- al- i can't read today uh that sony has to at, to that sony has at all relevant times been aware of, of the problems with drift through online consumer complaints, complaints made by consumers directly to it, and through its own pre-releasing testings. Sorry, I just had a mini stroke there. So, yeah, this is not much to really talk about. It's, it's. I thought, my last episode, I really thought this was just really not that big of a deal because I didn't know how many people were being affected by this. And from what, in my circle, I don't really hear it too often. Uh, I have a PS5, but I don't have that issue myself either. So I just thought it was just a few people that were just kind of complaining on the internet. But this seems to be a little bit more serious than I thought. What do you think? Do you think it's something to do with the manufacturer as far as like 
So the Xbox 360 had this problem. Mm. The Nintendo Switches have this problem, mm-hmm. the Joy-Cons. Do you think it's like this specific manufacturer where they're getting like the joyst- the joysticks or like the, yeah. the materials for that that's causing this issue? Because it's a common thing Throughout with, the controllers. with joysticks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That it's, and it's not just aimed towards one. You know, it's not just aimed towards Sony or Xbox. It's all of them. All of them have it. So it's just like, is there a specific person that they're going through where it just... It could be. I mean, you know, who knows, honestly. It, it's just one of those has, things that... It, it's kind of bound to happen at some point, I feel like, but in this particular instance, it's happening way too early. I think with with Nintendo and their issues with the Joy-Con, that happened a little bit later on in Switch's life, if I'm not mistaken. But this, I mean, we're still pretty early on in PS5's life, and to have this issue right now, that's kind of a that's kind of alarming, right? Yeah, I, I just think like again, with something like that happens, where they have like all these little, like, just a little tiny little issue like that, mm. they have to go back to their assembly line and, like, do a overhaul. It's yeah. not just, like, a little simple thing. It's, like, there's something obviously messed up with their assembly line that's causing that issue to happen. Yeah, yeah. And not only that, so, but that's going to spend, you know, some money. It's going to cost money. a lot of money. It's going to cost yeah. money, and it's just going to... I wouldn't say it's going to hinder their um, their manufacturing, but it, it's definitely going to kind of be a little nuisance to them because it's something that they have to fix and yeah because they can't ship they... ps5s like that right they can't right. ship them with the, the the faulty controllers you know exactly so it sucks uh i hope it doesn't really get bigger than it really is i hope sony kind of nips it in the butt real quick and hopefully this doesn't happen to many other people i mean what happens I... if it happens to you what are you gonna do I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> do, you have, I, do you have one? Do you have, have one, do you have one or two? I have two. Okay, controllers. all right, you got. There you go. But regardless, these they're pretty. You know, they're sixty bucks or something like that. So I don't want to spend money on another controller if I if I don't need to. Um, but yeah, I have two controllers, so I should be fine. But yeah, it's just a, a little a little update on the Sony class action lawsuit there. So interesting. We'll see any, how it goes. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Don't have to worry about me. I don't have any PS5 controllers, so. Speaking of not having PS5 controllers, we also don't have laptops. Uh, Topic number three, the Razer Book 13 is the closest thing yet to a MacBook. And NVIDIA revives GTX 1050 to battle GPU shortages. So let's first start off with the the Razer Book 13, which is the closest to a MacBook, right? So this is Razer's answer to... Apple, in a sense, right? Yeah, they kind of want to, they, they're, they're trying they're, to kind of grab that audience, right? They're trying to market to a different audience, I feel for like. For sure. Like, they're trying to get away from being, like, super gamer and for the gamers. Right, they, like, right. want more people to adopt Razer. Um, so they're a more brand. casual audience, basically. Yeah. Because they're, they're kind of more towards the, the hardcore gamer, right? If you, if you buy a laptop, if you buy a Razer, you're buying a Razer to play, like, you know, pretty souped up games. You want to play games that are pretty high intensity in graphics and and whatnot. So they're beautiful laptops. I, I've had sure. a, a Razer Blade Stealth back a couple of years ago, and it was yeah. a great laptop. Like the materials are awesome, and yeah, I really can't say anything bad. I mean, the, I would probably say the worst thing about it was the battery life, but mm. it's what do you expect from a gaming laptop? You know, it's not going to have good battery life for sure. So yeah, and so well, when we say that they're they're trying to get a little bit closer to Apple's uh, territory. We mean like the the look of the Razer Book Thirteen is 
very similar to to a MacBook, right? It has like yeah, that. Yeah, you white, got the all sleek, aluminum, yeah, mm-hmm. finish and stuff like that. So it looks good. It, and again, if you kind of at, at a quick glance, you'll think it's an Apple uh, machine, an Apple product, right? Can you get pricing for it? Is that going to be? Do you know the pricing for the Razer Book, or mm, we don't I know that find yet? It. I could find it real quick. Yeah, because I would like to know, like, comparatively, what what it's going. For. Okay, so it looks like I just pulled it up. Sixteen hundred dollars. Yep, sixteen hundred. Um, but that that's the souped thirteen up. inch. Yeah. I don't even know if this is really that souped up. I guess it is. It has a. Well, well here's let's the thing. let's You're go paying. let's go over some of the 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 specs on this. Um, yeah. So this is this is from Giz, Gizmodo.com. So I'm just gonna write, just gonna read a little a little paragraph here. You can read the the rest of it on their website. There, it was a similar story in the handbrake video editing benchmark. So they're talking about kind of like what makes this uh, the Razorbook 13. Uh, like what are the good specs about it pretty much the Razorbook yeah. 13 took 15 minutes and 32 seconds to convert a 4k video to 1080p compared to a 17 minutes and 24 seconds from the xps 13 which i think is dell the Razorbook 13 isn't designed for gaming and it, it doesn't come with an option to add a discrete gpu like you get on the razor blade stealth which i think you said you had but yeah. the Razorbook 13 is more than capable of handling general productivity tasks and some light video editing Still, the GTX 1050 Ti will give buyers a cheaper option for non. Is that? No, no, that, that's that's, a, that's, that's the second the topic. Thing. My bad. Okay, yeah, yeah. so right there, that doesn't appeal to me because I I want we're both in the in, in the market for a laptop, but I I want one that kind of does it all. One for video editing and two to play games, right? Yeah, I think if you're spending sixteen hundred dollars, you sh- you should be able to do some. It, it should be able to handle at least some some gaming. You know, like. Because that's a lot of money to spend on a laptop. The fact that it doesn't have a great GPU, just like they're really trying to get Apple's uh, market there, right? Because they don't even like their graphics card for this for this laptop isn't really anything special. So they're trying to definitely cater to like you know the casual audience for this. Oh, good luck trying to get that from Apple. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good luck. luck with that. But I don't know. <laughs> I, I think it's an overall pretty 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 uh, sleek laptop. And if you don't do any video editing, if you just kind of want a laptop for just just for the shits of it, then it's not bad. You want a pretty laptop that it's an ultra book, like yeah. yeah, like and you don't want it, and you want a Windows machine, right? Right. Do it, you know. Yeah. But if yeah. if not, then don't get it. Yeah. So a couple tidbits here. So the battery life averages eight hours and twenty five minutes, averaging compared to XPS thirteen, which is ten hours and nine minutes. And Apple's M1 MacBook Air, which is 14 minutes and two and two seconds. So, oh, 14 hours and two seconds. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can't beat the MacBooks. Yeah. Um, but again, it's a little easier for Apple because they run their own OS. So they, for sure. And, and the chips too that they're doing their own chips now and stuff yep. like that. So they have a closed ecosystem mm-hmm. to where they can kind of control that, and that's why they get that crazy battery life. Yep. It also includes two USB-C ports with Thunderbolt, USB-A port, a micro SD card reader, and an HDMI port. So it has everything you need, pretty much, which is cool. Uh, it also has a touch. Say that again, sorry. I said it has more ports than the MacBook. So. Yeah, for sure. It also has a touch and non-touch screen full HD display along with a high-res 4K touchscreen. That's pretty dope. It's kind of more towards like the tablet side of things now, right? So it, it kind of does does both which mac macbooks don't 
have a touchscreen. I've had I've had a touchscreen laptop, and what'd you think? That the stealth was touchscreen, and it's to have it on a on a on a laptop. Yeah, it's 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 all right. It's all right. It's not. It's if anything, it's just gonna drain the battery life more. Yeah, you know what I mean. To just have that feature, so I rather it's it's just like gimmick. I feel like like Mm. it's not like if you're gonna if you want a tablet, just get a tablet. Yeah, you know, and that's and that's where I want to get at. So we're both in the market for a laptop more so for me or for me at least in my opinion i, I wanted to kind of do video editing as well as minor games here and there i'm not trying to play games like that too much on mine but mostly for me it's for work or not work but like you know video editing for a podcast for this like stuff like that so i i mean i'm looking at some laptops but if you guys have any recommendations like let us know in the comments below let rob yeah. know too because he's also interested um, but yeah, this is kind of like where we're at with, with, uh, kind of finding a laptop. So when it comes to laptops and tablets, like we're more leaning towards the laptop part of it, right? We don't really want a tablet. Cause I was looking at the, uh, the surface for a little bit and you kind of talked me out of it a little bit because I wanted it, but then I'm like, yeah, well, if I'm going to get something like this, it's going to cost this much. I might as well have it so that I can also play games if I wanted to. Right. Yeah, you're not gonna be able to play games on that surface. I'm telling you right no, now, any no. tablet, it's gonna be so. You're better off just getting a laptop, honestly. Just, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Do research and uh, you'll find the right one. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Topic number four: Jaguar will be an all-electric car brand from 2025. This is from TheVerge.com. Little paragraph here: "Quote: UK automaker Jaguar Land Rover says its Jaguar luxury brand will be all-electric by 2025." Meanwhile, its Land Rover brand will release its first all-electric vehicle in 2024, the first of six fully electric model planned for release over the next five years. JLR's transition will be funded by 2.5 billion euros, which is around 3.5 US dollars, billion US dollars a year investment into electrifications and related technologies. That's from Bloomberg reports. So what do you think, Rob? You think we're going to more 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 companies are going to just go all electric at this point right yeah i mean gas i feel like it's just going to be especially with like look at california with the regulations that yeah. they're putting in now it's like they want all electric cars mm-hmm. by 2030 mm-hmm. um i think 2030 20, 2035 20, 20, i don't I think know 2035 yeah. so i'm not mistaken um it's a little ambitious to nine years to for sure to go all fully see i i don't that's the thing i'm kind of like confused about it's like do they want all cars on the road to be electric cars because it's not going to work. No, 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 no. I think they, it's, I think it's from just all, manufacturing all manufacturers wise. to 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 all have an electric car lineup. Basically. Exactly. Yes. Yep. And um, then it, it'll start phasing out, similar to like standard cars. You know. Um. That's yeah. it's cool. It's exciting. I think it's it's just gonna it's gonna take a while. And I think moving from an all electric vehicle, it's still they're still gonna have its hurdles, right? I mean, I think the biggest issues with electric cars just comes with the battery right um not all of the electric cars that we have currently now have like the best battery to kind of compensate for how much driving that you do with them so it's gonna take manufacturers a while to kind of get everything situated and yeah i think the yeah. limitation too is the the charging right the, the charging the char- itself yeah the battery limitation. yeah like exactly if, if you're doing long distance driving for sure you have to wait in the the car for 
20, 30 minutes to get your battery to juice. I mean, I know they have the fast chargers now and stuff like that. And yeah. I know it will eventually get there. Yeah. But right now, it's just like we got to wait till you literally, whereas you pump gas and you're like, you're out there five minutes, you know? Yep. So then, once be- go ahead, sorry. No, I just said once we, we hit that where like you charge a car and it takes like five minutes, minutes to charge yeah. your car. Right. Yeah. Then we're good. <laughs> yep. Yep. So then my question to you is what do you think needs to be improved in a, on a, like in a technology standpoint for electric cars to gain more popularity and not just consumers, but also in uh, corporations as well. So like, you know, what, what, what needs to change? I think we kind of kind of dabbled a little bit about it. I think the battery needs to kind of have not an overhaul, but it, it needs to improve as far as like how, how much it charges and how fast it charges as well for people to kind of gain more interest in it. Because as of right now, those are some of my issues with, uh, electric cars, not knowing too much about them as, you know, like a car head or anything like that, but knowing that electricity runs, like, you know, it, it's going to eventually run out. It's going to take it a long time to charge it. It's going to lead into some issues if you're driving, like, you know, further distance. So what do you think? Uh, I think electric cars, as far as pricing, it needs to come down yeah. for people to adopt it because right now Tesla Model 3, which is their base model, like thirty five thousand dollars right which it's a, a lot of money for a car i mean what, what about the people that want to buy a twenty thousand dollar electric mm-hmm. car or you know twenty two thousand dollar electric car you know so it's just like they need to start getting these 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 models that are that are a little less expensive for the more everyday person that's when you start getting that i think that's what their tesla's trying to do is they're trying to figure out they're trying to get to that point but when you get to that point you start losing quality yeah and you, they don't want to do that so and i mean i think people have to buy more all electric cars for it to kind of reduce in price right the more people buy it the more it kind of reduces in price and it it's just it's just going to take time i think right i think it's just going to be one of those things where you'll start seeing things uh parts for for these all electric cars be, become cheaper over the years and it's not going to cost as much so it's going to kind of help reduce the price for for these builds and it'll help you know or ordinary consumers kind of start purchasing cars like this do you think uh your first electric car will be a jaguar or sorry a jaguar jaguar uh no i don't think so i think <laughs> i think it's just gonna be, i think i i told you i told you this what episode two it's gonna be a um it's gonna be a um tesla 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 yeah. tesla. 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 tesla my bad tesla yeah so um, I, I don't know we'll see what about the, the, the new Ford Mustang Mach-E? You see it yet? No, I didn't see it yet. It's like an SUV Mustang electric car thing. It's really weird. You should take a look at it Ford, if you get a chance. Hang on, let me see. Ford Mustang Mach-E. Oh, I see it, Mach-E. Oh. It's like an SUV. All right. I dig it. It's, it's- it's, it's it's expensive though. It's it's like sixty grand, I think, or something like around that. It says forty two. It says forty two grand. Oh, for starting. Okay, okay. Starting, I think the model yeah. I was looking at was sixty. But like I said, like these things need to come down in order. Yeah, to you're not going to get any things. consumers anytime soon yeah. with that. But again, it's just going to take time, and it's just going to take more, more of these, um, more more of these ga- gasless cars, electric cars on the road for it to kind of reduce in price. <clears throat> Enough about cars, Rob. Let's talk about topic number five. A shit ton of Xbox news. All right, strap in. We have a lot to talk about. So this also comes from The Verge and Xbox.com. 
Okay. We'll start with uh, Xbox Cloud Service. So basically... xCloud is what it's called, right? xCloud, yes. Yeah. So employees are testing web versions of xCloud ahead of public preview. So this is just going to be like their own um, web browser for, for xCloud services, which is kind of cool. It allows so why don't you mm -hmm. um, explain xCloud to people in case they don't know what xCloud actually is? So... The best way I can explain xCloud is a better version of Stadio, right? I mean, it's it's you're going to be able to play games from any device using what's known as the cloud service. So as long as you have a device and as long as you have internet access, a decent, steady internet access, you'll be able to play any of these games that support this cloud service on any device and on the go, on your phone, on your tablet, on your, um, you know, on your PC, if you wanted to, and you're streaming these games from a cloud service or a service that Microsoft is providing. And it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be the future, right? I think this is something that everyone's leaning towards and Stadia had a great opportunity to do that, but they fucked it up. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. I mean, they did. So, no, they, they fucked it up because, like, it was expensive, and then it's like they didn't really have that many games, and yeah. then you got to pay for each game. It's just like, what? Yeah. No, that's, we, that, no. we, yeah, we talked about it. In, I want Netflix for games. That's what I want. Exactly, and that's what <laughs> Xbox is doing, and I think that's why they swept Stadia. Like, Stadia knew, you know, Google knew. They were like, yeah, we can't compete with these with, with, with uh, Microsoft because they're purchasing games like studios like Bethesda, and they're – you know they're, they're they're doing this like netflix service that we can't compete with so yeah xbox is doing the right thing so let me let, let's just keep moving on so yeah, it allows yeah, access on. to their games through a browser which i said before and opens xcloud to work on devices like iphones and ipads it's not clear yet what resolution microsoft will be providing for streaming so 4k streaming may not be supported until the back-end hardware is upgraded to xbox series x components until hopefully this year Planning to bundle the web version of xCloud into PC version of Xbox of the Xbox app on Windows 10, and planning a public preview this spring. So, that's going to be pretty interesting. Hopefully, as of right now, there's people that already have their hands on it, just kind of testing it out, and I've heard nothing but great things about it. So, you know, good on Microsoft for that. You know. Interesting. I I wish I could play the. Uh... Was the beta testing basically for it? Yeah, exactly. Is yeah. It even yeah, um, I did try like <clears throat> the Luna, the Amazon Luna thing. Yeah, how was that? Which is similar. Um, That's Amazon's. It was kind cool. Of service, right? Yeah, it was. It was Amazon service. It was cool. It was very similar. Like you download it onto your 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 device. Yeah. And then I was able to log on and play on my my Chrome browser. Okay. Right? Um, I played Metro, twenty thirty three. Okay. Um, on it. And it was wor It was fine, but, but the controls was bad. The latency. Oh, yeah, that's gonna be it an issue laggy. for all that of was, these games. It was yeah. so laggy, and I was like, I can't. It's unplayable now at this yeah. point because it's like there's such a delay. So that's my two cents with like the the cloud service thing. Like you got to make sure if you have like a controller or your input. Yep. I even tried it with like the, my my mouse and keyboard as well. Mm -hmm. Same thing. It was just the latency. It was just was there. So they got to remove that in order for people to adopt that. It's one of those things where they have to fine tune it as, a, as they go. It's not going to be perfect right off the bat. But if you can, for the average Joe, if you can play 
like you know uh, any game like the game that you were playing metro or if you're if, or like super or a new super lucky tales game like if you can just play that game from start to finish without any like huge lags spikes if it's a little delayed you know it affects me and you because we're more kind of like in tune with those things but for a 15 year old kid that just wants to play games on his phone for johnny yeah. for a little johnny boy there like he's perfectly <laughs> fine with this you know what i mean and I think that's what Microsoft has so well right now. If they just continue improving it from here on out, I think it's gonna. I think it's just gonna it's blow take up. off. Yeah. It's gonna take off for sure. Another thing that they added, or they will be adding, is uh, frames per second boost for backwards. Damn, I'm having strokes left and right right now. Please don't have a stroke, please. I'm trying not to, but I don't know. I think it's just this light that's in my eyes right now. Frames per second boost for backwards compatible games. So this is from Xbox.com's site itself. Quote, we're excited to announce the first assortment of backwards compatible titles that will support FPS Boost. Available beginning today, which was a couple days ago here. Um, Far Cry 4, New Super Lucky Tales, Sniper Elite 4, UFC 4, and Watch Dogs 2. We chose this initial collection of titles not only because they are popular among fans, but to highlight several different ways that FPS Boost can improve your experience. For example, the new Super Lucky Tales can now run up to 120 frames per second, and UFC 4 delivers improved frame rates performance, specifically on Xbox Series S, and now run at 60 frames wow. per second. That's I'm the, fucking. Nuts. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause you for a sec. Yeah. I don't know why, but I like the I like the name of that game, Super Lucky Tales. Super Lucky Tales. I don't know why Super Lucky Tales. Super Lucky. You ever played I, it? I'm gonna try it out. Have yeah. You? No, but I, I've seen plenty of it. it. It looks cool. What what is it about? Just real quick. I don't know what it's about, but it's like you're. It's like a um, action adventure game, sort of, and you're just like okay. it's like a it's like a, a platformer. You're just oh, fucking. Okay. You're a fox. I'll and check you're it out. Jumping around and shit. Yeah. Uh, so more titles will take advantage of this FPS boost in the upcoming months, um, and then starting in spring, you can go into the manage game section of the title and toggle FPS boost on and on or off. It's also going to be available for, yeah, I mean, maybe some people might not, because I think if you, if you turn on FPS, it might hinder your resolution or it oh. might hinder your HD, like, you know, the quality of the game. So if you yeah. turn it off, it might kind of improve a little bit your, your resolution. Um, also available on Game Pass games, obviously. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. I, I thought That's that was awesome. a given though. You know what I mean? So this is cool. This is something that they didn't need to do, but here they are fucking, again, fucking checking off their list. Like, hey, we're fucking doing shit here. That, so. That's kind of like uh, what they're doing, like like what Sony was doing for um, for God of War. Right? Yeah. It gave you like, like it's, it's like boosted it basically. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But this cool. seems cool? like a, like this is a some type of package that they're doing for all their games. Like Sony's just kind of doing it left and right for some games you know, games that they feel like is necessary. But this yeah. is like something that they're just really, you know, putting a lot of resource and times to a lot of their backward compatible games. It's pretty cool. Uh, so the next thing here is changes to Xbox accessibility guidelines. So th I thought this was really interesting. I'm going to read a little bit again from Xbox. Over the past year, developers have expressed enthusiasm for the X XAG which is Xbox Accessibility Guidelines, but also ask for additional context and clarification as to how to ensure these guidelines are properly implemented in their games. Additionally, there have been a clear desire for more content that helps the developer understand where to start or how to focus efforts. Finally, there have been requests for help understanding 
there have been requests to help understand the impact that X XAGs will have on the game experience of players and disabilities. So some of the tidbits that they had, some of the improvements, improve overview, which gives developers con contextual information on the impact of having Xbox accessibility guidelines. Improve uh, language, improves literature for developers to better understand the context and understand terms and removing overlay technical terms. Implementation of guidelines, clarifies and gives numerous examples to give developers real world examples. So this is pretty cool. What do you think about this, Rob? I think it's like, gets rid of like the legal jargon. It's just like, okay, like this is what this is about in layman's terms, which you don't want to read through all that crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like everyone skips through that crap anyway. But if you make it readable, people yeah. are, gonna, are more likely to read it. Yeah. Well, if you actually, so if you really dig into this too, this is also fantastic for people with disability because yeah. with, with, with this guideline implemented and it makes it easier for developers to kind of put in these, um, these implementations in their games, you're able to have people who are disabled with, you know, you know, loss of sight or anything like that, um, that they're able to kind of have a better experience when playing Xbox games. And I think that's fantastic. I think last of us part two did a fantastic job. They had over 60 different types of, um, you know, quality of life, uh, changes in their game that helped a lot of the disability uh issues that a lot of the people had you know in prior yeah. prior games Good so i think that's fantastic that. yeah for Seriously. sure so this is just another way that xbox is winning honestly they're 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 always kind of a step ahead and i like that this generation they're always making moves to not just help you know gamers in general but trying to have as many people i mean again that's that's their whole strategy this this uh generation is to have as many people play not just their console but their ecosystem they want people to be in that xbox ecosystem and the best way to do it is to provide as much um context and information for everybody to kind of come into their ecosystem so you're going to help people who have disabilities you're going to help people who you know they can't afford an xbox 500 dollars xbox so you can just play game pass for you know what is 15 it 15 bucks. bucks and you're playing xbox games like there's a little bit of everything for somebody and i think they're they're fucking crushing it all right last one for today so this is still part of xbox again xbox is fucking crushing it right now big news yeah huge so news there's a xbox. new xbox wireless headset um so check that i don't know if you checked the link out or not but check it out what do you think about the uh, headset first off rob so I'm, I'm clicking on the link right now to mm -hmm. see what it looks like <clears throat> okay that's pretty cool it actually kind of reminds me of like the, the it's more like streamlined and like sleek and like yeah. Not like super outlandish. I like the green around the yeah the ear cups and stuff like that. And the um, the, the ear cups are like the knobs, so you can turn the ear cups yeah. for it, and it's like its own knob, which is pretty cool. So I it do comes like that. it comes out uh, March sixteenth of this year for ninety nine ninety nine. It has fifteen hours of battery life. Thirty minutes of charging provides about four hours of battery life, and recharges fully in three hours when not in use. Not bad. Pretty, pretty cool. Not bad. It's a USB-C charging cable, 14 inches cool. long. Cool. Volume dial, like I said before. So the whole... The like, little... The this whole, thing moves. Exactly. Yep. yep. And supports spatial sound technology like Windows Sonic, Dolby Atmos, and DTS headphones. 
Compatible with Xbox Accessories app, helps fine-tune audio controls such as equalizer settings, bass boost, and auto mute sensitivities, etc., etc. You can check out the website and kind of see all the information that it has, but pretty cool. Um, I think it's a little nice little addition for Xbox. It's, uh, it's I don't know, I don't think I've ever had an Xbox headset. Do, do they have one? Um, yeah, they do. It's a little older now. It but is right. I, yeah, I, people say good things about them. Yeah, I've had a, like a, I know my buddy Caleb. He had uh, he has one. He said it was it was pretty good. Okay. Um, not it's not the best headset. It's not the yeah. worst headset. Right in the middle of the pack. So I'm interested to see how this one does. All right. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, again, they they're doing all the right things, and I think that this is this is a nice little. It's 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 a hundred bucks too. It's not it's not bad. I think it it kind of competes with Sony's. Uh, pulse headsets as well because they're also 100 bucks yeah they needed like some kind of they needed headset. something else to kind of equal you know uh, equate to what X, uh, sony has too so that's pretty good yeah well this is it so uh, well everyone thank you again for joining us on today's episode of project tech gaming new episodes of project tech gaming are available every thursdays on major podcast services we also post videos of our podcast on youtube at project tech gaming as well as a bunch of other content that we uh, that we also post. So check that out. If you enjoyed the podcast, hit that like button, hit that share and subscribe button. Let us know what you think on YouTube. There's you know you could just put a comment at the bottom of on YouTube there. And finally, just give us a follow on Twitter at Project Tech G as well. We would really appreciate that. As always, Rob, great conversations. It was great talking to you again, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace. We'll see you guys. Peace out. Bye.